Welcome to Strip It Back, the podcast which helps to simplify life and live in the moment with Joanne Panetta and Renee Talia. Okay, and welcome to Strip It Back. We are so excited for our podcast. Joanne, we have a special guest on today with us, and would you like to do the welcome? Oh, I'm really thrilled. So talk about season two taking off and and opening with a bang. Um, I am thrilled to introduce our first official guest to Strip It Back, someone I love very dearly, my little sister, Louise Panetta. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good, good. Thank you so much for being brave and open and vulnerable and being our first guest on Strip It Back. So how are you feeling about that? I feel excited. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm ready to talk about things that maybe can be a bit scary to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously I know you very well and I know Renee very well and, I, yeah, I feel open. I'm excited. That. I'm excited, and and I think it's um it's something that I know you and you and I, Renee, have been cultivating and talking about all the time, like connection and community. I don't think you can get any more connected to your little sister being the first guest, and she's kind of officially your little sister too, really. Let's be honest. Yeah. Look, well, this is what we did when we uh, became soulies. We inherited each other's <laughs> family, and how great is that? And yeah. it is great, Louise. Thank you for being our first person open to come on and. This was the exciting launch of season two and we are so thrilled to be able to get to know other people within our community that we we always talk about openly, Joanne, on the podcast, Mm. Uh, but how great for our listeners now to get to hear from them as well. Yeah, so, it's it's exactly what we've kind of envisioned, really. It's it's the way that rebalance um, rebalance naturally is your business space, but also strip it back is all about that, like that natural progression, trusting your intuition, and and going from a space of why not. So um, we really hope that the sound quality and everything is good. Um, apologies if it's not a perfect, but we just get things done. I think that's what I love the most about us. So Renee, do you want to start us off um, with our first official question um, for Louise? I can't wait to get right in and hear a little bit about um, what's happening in your world, Louise? Well, Louise, uh, I don't really need to ask you really how do you know us. We've got your sister over there. Um, but um, if you want to share, when did we first meet? Oh, it was obvious. Did I meet you in Singapore? When yeah, I, came? I think we did, actually. Didn't we go to Bangkok? Was that that time? Was that Mexican restaurant as well that we also went to? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we did did go to Bangkok. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun time. That was. (laughs) I'm thinking, see, when you're going back and thinking all those things. So, Louise, for people up to get to know you, what would be three words that you would describe yourself with? If you could unpack three words. Three. I would say that I'm kind and... I also think that I'm quite a calm person as well. I'm, I'd say I'm pretty chill, so yeah, calm. And it's hard with just three words, but passionate. I'm quite passionate as well. 
Yeah. Great. I and know out of those really... three words, oh, sorry, Renee, this is, this is hard. We've got more than one person now. You go for it. Go for it. <laughs> no, I was just saying it, it is hard with three words. Remember when we did this in our first episode? So if you had, um, which is I think where you were going with this, Joanne, <laughs> if you could take one of those words and give us a little bit more, what which, which word would you unpack for us? I think the word that resonates with me at the moment, given what's happening in the world, is my calmness as well. I, um, my approach, I guess, to stress or internal kind of conflicts is um, quite relaxed if I were to compare it, I guess, to other responses that I could have. Um, so, yeah, especially during this time now where it's high stress, I've really kind of gone within and stayed as present as I can be within myself and I do find myself not overreacting or responding in a way that doesn't feel natural to me I do try to stay quite grounded in that um and that's including other things I guess in life like life situations happening and my response to things is usually very calm and I'll process it um and I never respond straight away I don't try not to respond straight away to things um that's outside of myself so that's something, especially at the moment, I'm finding I'm quite chill, quite relaxed. Do you have um, some things in place, I guess some rituals in place or things that you do? Because you said the word go within. So for people who aren't too familiar with that concept, you know, do you have some things in place that help you stay calm and, and channel that sense of calm in these moments of overwhelm? Yes. Uh, meditation is a big one for me. Um, mm. It's really hard to do. I find, um, but I've been for a while, especially as I go to sleep, I'll meditate into my sleep. So I sleep pretty well because of that and I get good rest. Um, at the moment, I've just completed my level one in my Reiki. Cool. Um, Very good. Yeah. And Renee, you obviously know mm-hmm. a lot about that. So there's a lot of chanting and there's a lot of meditating and there's a lot of sitting, I guess, in the feeling, so if I ever have that anxiety or of a trigger, um, I've found that those practices, especially with the chanting, because it sets a vibration in your body, it will bring me literally inside of myself. Um, and in those moments, uh, I can't even explain what the feeling's like. I disappear. I disappear from the world. It's like I'm in between two places. Um and when I come out of it, I am much more centred in my energy. And I guess when those noises or internal stuff in my mind start to kind of go a little bit crazy, I know now I have those tools to bring me back. Mm. And then another thing that I do, I journal quite a bit. Mm. Um, I have a gratitude board where I, every morning I make sure that I get up and I write down the things that I'm grateful for and then I have my affirmations on my, um, it's like stuck up on my wall. I read them every day. I do a smudge and I start my day off every day that way. Um, even if I don't feel like it, I might just get up and say the words and just write down three things. Um, so that's gotten me into a really good routine. Um, and that also helps me really listen to how I'm feeling in the day. But then other times it's just reading a good book or washing, like watching a show that's got like no substance to it whatsoever, like X on the Beach or Love Island or Rupert yes. or 
something that <laughs> brings me back to reality. A bit of trash TV never hurt anyone, just I saying. Love, I love it. Um, but, yeah, just that, all of that stuff. Um, but then making sure that I don't lose my mind in that as well. So mm. trying to stay quite grounded and space my day out. But the Reiki has definitely helped a lot when I felt anxious or stressed or lost as well. I really like that you haven't described one thing. It's Mm -hmm. been a combination, a real approach to sitting in with what you felt to resonate. So it's beautiful to have rituals and routines, but even more so to listen to what you're feeling into for that day. Mm-hmm. And not, not dissing it either. I love the way that sometimes you're just saying, like, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to read these words yeah. um, as well. So how have you found, like, what was the pivoting point for you, I guess, to committing to this for you? Um, a breakdown. I had a mm. breakdown. Um, there's a lot of things that's happened in the past two years that kind of led me to this. I've always been quite spiritual and I've always loved like learning about chakras and energy, but I've always been a bit conflicted with what I actually believe in as well. Um, We weren't brought up like in a religious family or anything like that. Um, So I think as I've grown and developed, I've had the opportunity to decide that for myself and then I think it's when life gets hard, you turn to that belief quite a bit. So those turning points were um, the death of my best friend, Elise. She, um, her and I were friends for eight years and she died of breast cancer. So it was really hard watching her just slowly, slowly pass. It was so stressful and just confusing. I'm kind of like, how does a 28-year-old who's so healthy, who's so kind to people, who's so beautiful, get dealt that card. I was conflicted with that belief. Mm-hmm. And then following that, it was, um, yeah, a relationship that I got into that wasn't healthy. Um, and that was, yeah, quite confusing. Like, I don't know, a lot happened in a very short amount of time. So I definitely turned towards myself because I felt like it's the only person that I had. Mm, and um, as someone who saw you go through that journey um, and still going through that journey, I just want to commend you for the bravery um, and the courage that it takes to be ready and open to talk about that. Um, Elise was such a beautiful soul and um, I know that really impacted your life. So what you're talking about now isn't easy to unpack. So thank you for being so open and um there might be some people listening who have lost someone that they love and has gone through some real, I guess, some real deep transformation. And I guess knowing that you're not alone is probably a big thing that helps. What was it, What are some of the things that I guess have helped you manage and, and, and work through those dark times? Um, obviously my family, you guys, and knowing that I'm not alone, like we've been in such a big family, like I'm the youngest of four, I've never felt in my life that I didn't have anyone. I always had people around and I always had family around and then my group of friends as well. There's a big chunk of those 
mates that I've had for years that have watched me in and out of life and I guess there was comfort in knowing that they knew me and they knew me before all of that stuff had happened and they knew that I would get through it but in the moment I didn't really believe it. I felt completely disconnected and I still do sometimes to just those things, these situations in life. Like I was just, I was angry. It didn't matter what mum said to me in the morning or it didn't matter what my friend said or it didn't matter. I'm like, what mattered is that my friend died mm. and that someone just completely, you know, screwed with my mind. And then I'm just sitting here trying to figure out why, trying to figure mm. out how, why or how is this life? And like, what does it all mean? And really fully angry at the world for that. Um, and then that anger shifted into depression, a lot of sadness. And then I just didn't trust myself in it anymore. Like I, I didn't know where to go. It didn't matter what I believed in because that stuff had already happened. I was kind of like, what's the point? Um, as time went on, I kind of, it was so dark. The times that I went through was just so, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, but I guess it's weird because it was those moments that led me to my strength as well. And they always say that it's the darkest times in your life that will lead you to that kind of almost like a transformation mm. within yourself. And I remember my turning point was um, I was seeing a psychologist. I was talking about it. I was doing all of the right things. Um, and then my turning point was I went to the doctor and I got a prescription for antidepressants, and which I'd never had to consider taking before. But I was just so desperate. I'm like, I do not want to wake up and feel like this anymore. Like I want it to be gone. And then I remember having a script in my room and I'm all for if anyone needs any help, like go for it because I was at that point as well and if there's anything, you know, I encourage it for people that really don't know where to go. But I remember sitting there and I looked at myself and I was just like, I just had this intuition within me. I'm like, this is not for you. And I'm just like, this is really hard. But... I also had this knowing or this strength or something within myself, which I still struggle with now, that I could get past it because of who I am, because of who I am before all of that stuff had happened. And I remember looking at the script and like being like, all right, you can choose to do this or do anything else. Um, so I did anything else and everything else that I could and I'm still doing that now. Um, and I booked and did a Reiki course. I went and got my RSA. I got a job at a bar. I did so much in such a short amount of time that that too was probably a bit unhealthy, but I was desperate. I was desperate to feel alive or just, I don't know, not wanting to feel like I wanted to disappear anymore. But I did. I just, I wanted to go away and I just, didn't want to wake up to that heaviness anymore um but it's through all of that and then obviously everything I learned about Reiki energy and it helped very slowly 
kind of reprogram my mind because mm. that's like after an abusive relationship or even just watching trauma. Like I had all this trauma in my head that I'd never experienced in my life beforehand. It slowly just started to, I didn't think about what my ex called me or said to me. I started thinking about my chanting and it was just started to slowly embed it in my mind. And now it takes work and like every day I have to get up and I have to keep going and sometimes I don't want to. Um, but that inner knowing or that inner strength and then committing to anything that I believed in in that moment helped me get from that darkness to be able to sit here and talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still have my days, yeah. Your strength to be able to speak so authentically right now is so refreshing. Just to give context to our listeners, how old are you? Mm. 28 28 so I just think like to be in your 20s and to deal with such a profound loss and when did you lose Elise again just to give context I was almost two years ago right so in your 20s dealing with still working out who we are and to have that bravery to be by your friend by her side and then transition into dealing with that and I love the way that you acknowledge that it's been a journey and time and you could have gone many different ways and you had many paths that were dealt thoughts and you really have dug deep and gone within which is one of the first things you mentioned as we got on here uh today and just acknowledging you for all your bravery and your work and your continued work is what I'm hearing because it's not a tick the box mm-hmm. and 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 for people to hear to hear that is really refreshing because we're all going through lots of different emotions especially like you mentioned right now so any of these strategies that you are using could serve people in not just loss but many aspects of life yeah it's it's great and and it's I'm a a little speechless which is a bit hard for me to even admit um yeah I think you're incredible and I think you're brave and I, I guess what I also want people to know is that you have this zest for life that is, mm. oh, my goodness, so rich. And you've gone through this really dark and heavy time. But can I tell you all, she is so much fun and she brings so much joy and humour and, and laughter to life. So even as you're going through this whole dark transformation, what is it that you do to spark that joy in your life, Louise? Like can you share with us a little bit about that, I guess, that, you know, crazy fun, energetic, um, zesty, sassy little human that you are because, hello, I've been her big sister and she's a hoot. Uh, So tell us a little bit about what, you know, because in the darkness also comes this, you know, I guess they say the rising, like the phoenix rising. Tell us a little bit about your zest and your joy. I've got to be really raw about my past in this moment because I guess when you see me and that, crazy fun me isn't who I am now Mm -hmm. because of everything that I have been through so back in the day I was a pretty like I was a bit wild yes (laughs) fun awesome 
Yeah, <laughs> I used to um, party quite a bit. Um, and there were habits that I probably did that weren't healthy um, in those moments as well. Um, however, like, it's, it's a weird thing to explain because I'm just like, you might sit there and see that spark and that energy in me. I feel like I don't have that yet within myself. I don't feel the way that I used to and that's because I'm not who I was four or five years ago. Because of all the stuff that's happened, I'm learning to find and I'm learning it at the moment instead of turning towards alcohol or any other form of substance to have fun, it's, um, I don't know, it's having conversations like these or it's mm. watching a movie, it's um, reading a good book about just something that makes you smile, it's um, listening to a song that you cannot stop playing, it's very different to how it used to be for me and I think that's been the hardest part because all of my old tendencies, I was constantly looking for that happiness outside of me, you know, whether that was downloading Tinder mm -hmm or where it was going on a date with someone and, you know, drinking a bottle of wine at dinner and just that stuff is still okay. It just doesn't serve me anymore. Quite a significant um, change, I guess, in your mindset, like a whole change and I guess this word fun and zest and, and full of life, uh, it's probably a big change that you're, I guess, working through right now. Yeah. And I'm like, those type of things were fun and they still are fun. Like I'm not saying after this six months is over, if I get asked out on a date, I'm going. Yes. <laughs> so on <laughs> that note, anyone listening. <laughs> Hello. No, like, I, I, spunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I want to go and I want to have fun, but I also want to um, do it in a way where I feel connected, mm. like really, truly connected. And that's, with my values and things that I believe in and that's something that I feel like I lacked back then because I used to get drunk just to get drunk. I, I didn't drink a glass of wine to sit down and have a real conversation and be like, how are you feeling after all of that isolation? And, you know, how did you feel within yourself in those moments? Those conversations now make my heart race and they make me feel, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. My friends think I'm the Biggest weirdo when I'm out. <laughs> Lately, if we have gone out and, you know, usually back in the day I used to sit down and just have a general conversation about nothing. But now I'm just like, what do you believe in in the universe? Like do you think that we're all made up of energy? Like do you think that we're connected in this weird little way? And then my friend's like, you are the biggest weirdo ever. <laughs> I just start talking about ridiculous things, but people bounce off it as well like they'll just be like that's an interesting question so I'm like my happiness now um is going to be different and I'm okay with that I think I actually had a moment last night where I have these moments where I um feel like my emotion in my body and I got so scared for something like my future like this anxiety of it being like what's this going to be and then I stopped and I'm just like you've had a really good past, but would you want to go back? Like, would you really want to go back and stay where you were? Mm. Why does it have to be mm. so scary? Mm. And in that moment, like, I kind of just, like, felt the anxiety leave my body and I was just like, yeah, it doesn't actually have to be as scary because I, I'm, 
in control of the present now, in the moment, and I can choose the conversations that I have and I can choose the people I spend my time with. I can also choose to remove them if I need to, if they're not good for me. Just a reminder, she's she's 28 years old. Like. Yes. And, and the conversation is so profound. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Have you had to let go of friends on this journey? Um, yes and no. I think a big part of me learning in this experience, it was two things. It was after losing a friend that I valued my friendship and I valued mm. all that they meant. Um, and my friends, like everyone individually has got different personality traits, different beliefs. Um, and I've got a real acceptance for them as they are. Um, my ex, the one that I'd just recently broken up with, he basically gave me an ultimatum and he was just like, I need you to stop being friends with these people. Otherwise you and I are not going to be together. And I was just like, so confused. Because I'm just like, I just lost one of my best friends and now you're telling me that I can't be friends with these people because he judged who they were as people. So it's made me really aware of different personality traits within my circle, but it's also made me really accept them as they are. The changes that I've made is whether or not I choose to do the things that I used to do. Like I can still hang out with one of my best friends that likes to you know, drink and have fun and smoke a cigarette and I can either choose to do that or I choose not to. I don't have to not be their friend. Um, it would also come down to whether or not they were showing up for me as a friend. I'd always meet them where they met me. So in this transition, I haven't lost friends. Um, I've just learned about them and we've communicated about what we kind of need from each other. Um, but I've felt really isolated within myself because mm. I didn't think anyone could completely understand what I was going through and it wasn't their responsibility to, it was mine. It, um, yeah, it was a weird, a weird disconnect from myself. So I think I pushed away some friendships, but all of my friendships now, like we're good, each one serves their purpose and they always teach me about things that are different, which I'm always open to, but I do feel... And that's just me because of what I've been going through, that disconnect um, in my friendships. But I feel like that with the world at the moment. So what I'm hearing, like would you say that you've dropped, I guess, expectations on what your friends should or shouldn't be for you or expectations and projecting what, you know, what they should and shouldn't be doing in order of just accepting them as they are and accepting you on your own journey? Is, is yeah. that kind of where your head's at? Yeah, pretty much. Beautiful. Exactly that. Like I, I choose who I want my friends to be. They're also choosing me. The biggest thing I think I've learned about friendship or any relationships is that I think I have always put a lot of expectation on what I think they should do because I would do the same. Mm. That a lot now and mum always used to say that to me she's just like don't expect people to think or behave the same way that you do because they don't and that's just in life well mm. I feel like each and every one of us in this conversation could uh, take something from that or have been doing that somewhere in our life so to have 
that distinction to really have that awareness now, how profound for a shift for you moving forward with friendships, growing the friendships, um, allowing them to flourish even more. What a catch here, single ladies, just saying, you know, um, it's great that you're able to distinguish what you want to call in in having a, a future date um and what you're standing for I think that that can be really empowering for people to also hear Mm, yeah so good thank you Louise thank you for so so much for being so open um in the in true strip it back style we look at how you know life can be simplified and I guess and looking at things from an attitude of gratitude which are all the things that you've touched on Uh, a few themes that popped up very clearly for me and in a way it almost goes back to season one and looking at the connections uh who Louise is the connections and the communities that she's a part of we unpacked Mm. bravery we unpacked the concept of change um I think about expectations in just that conversation there um you know this whole idea of playing big like in the vulnerability to be able to share where you're at at the moment you're playing big in your self-care and your non-negotiables and the boundaries for yourself so I can click and link to every single conversation and topic that we've covered so I couldn't think of a more well-rounded way to I guess guess wrap up what we've what we've talked about here it's I'm sure there's so many people listening from different walks of life that are like, hang on a second, if this young woman can get on here and actually share from a space of vulnerability some of the most challenging things, Mm. some of the lessons that you've learned along the way, and then still be so open and full of hope, like, again, like dating, new relationships, new friendships, like that's what life's all about, particularly in this present moment, living in what it is and getting excited for who you are in this mm. present moment. That's all we have. Yes. Amen, yeah. sister. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> so in true Strip It Back style, we um, always finish with what's a little small win that you've had for the day. So, Louise, what's your little small win today? that you could share with us? Um, This morning's yoga class was a small win. So I got up probably the earliest I have in two weeks. (laughs) I'm not working at the moment. So I've probably gotten into a habit of sleeping more than I should, but I got up at 7 this morning and I did a really nice yoga class, but I'm usually in a heated room. So today I improvised and I put a mini heater in front of my mat. (laughs) Look at you. I was sweating. I was sweating a lot. And I was like, this is good. But I feel like the heat helps me like kind of with my joints a little bit. Anyone missing their hot yoga, that's what you can do. Yeah, so if you have a mini heater at home, like just right in front. And a lot of the time when I've done, I've tried to do yoga from home, it's hard. Hard to do because I'm just like, you can just stop. You can just stop and you're just like, I don't want to do it. And I've probably done that a lot. Or I've just lied down there in Shavasana the whole time. Um, but today I just did a really, really good class and I was really in tune with my breathing in that Beautiful. as well. Um, so, yeah, it really started my morning off really well. I had a nice shower. I've been moisturising a lot as well. That's great. Love the self-care, girl. Beautiful. What about you, Joanne? What's your little small win today? Well, I just, I'm going to say I'm loving myself sick in this video because um, 
Louise and I are actually living together at the moment and she can attest that I have not done my hair or put on makeup for a solid two and a bit weeks. And just putting on a little bit of bronzer, putting a little dry shampoo in and causing a little bit of volume, um, I feel really like, oh, today. And it really did change my mood. I was like, oh, I have colour again. And wow, my eyebrows are equal because I had to draw them on a little bit. It's it's a small win and I'm, I'm really excited about it. Oh, the special it. retreat time. Look at, look at the lying. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a big wearer of makeup. Like, you know, I, know what I, mean? I was like, I'm loving myself sick today. Just <laughs> I just, I cracked myself up. So, oh, so honest. Oh, you got to laugh. Best medicine. It is. And what about you, Renee? What's your small win? Oh, I got a little bit uh, Betty Crocker this morning. I thought I'd uh, stew up a few apples and craft a little, uh, well, I was going for an apple pie. I think it looks more like a crumble with my pastry. But nevertheless, that's what it is. (laughs) I thought for this evening that could be nice. Um, Yeah. So that was my little, little win this morning. I'm just finding that cooking is really mindful off technology and I'm loving it at the moment that's been my little calling awesome how beautiful well I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together this morning before we close Louise is there anything else that you wanted to share um questions that you have for us anything at all that you want to I guess clarify before we wrap up our call I don't have any questions um but for anyone who's listening I think it's, and I'm doing it for myself at the moment, to really lean in to yourself even when you don't feel good. Like stop pushing it away and don't go and do something that's outside of yourself to make it go away. Sit in it and you will find it will be uncomfortable and it will be dark and it will feel not nice, but you get through it that way. You really do. Rich, amazing advice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having guys. Yay. We're very excited and we can't wait to hear from um, all of our beautiful loyal listeners um, some feedback, you know. This was really new for us, Renee, so I'm excited and I'm very proud of us stepping into something new too. So thank you for being so brave, Louise, and as always, thank you, Renee, for being so organised and efficient and making this happen with your amazing new technology skills, just saying. Hey, we're all kicking goals here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone, bye. Take care, bye. Thank you for tuning in to Strip It Back. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you could kindly leave us a review. 